This is The Score Podcast. Welcome again to The Score Podcast, where we always speak to the most innovative and interesting groundbreakers in the financial services industry. The news has been grim. The New York Times reports that cryptocurrencies melt down in a perfect storm of fear and panic. But what about lending? Is there a future for decentralized consumer lending? I'm Jeff Richardson, host of The Score Podcast. Late last year, the overall value of the crypto market tipped $3 trillion. Twelve years ago, it was basically just an idea. But as the market grows, what about lending? Will we apply for loans using crypto assets and over decentralized finance platforms in the future? Will traditional loans from traditional financial institutions be a thing of the past? Today, I'm joined by John Sun, CEO and founder of Spring Labs, speaking of Spring, which creates and oversees anonymous, decentralized data networks that vastly increase the amount, quality, and security of information available to market participants. John is a technologist and an entrepreneur with deep experience in credit and fintech. Prior to Spring Labs, John co-founded Avant, a company we all know, a company that's a fintech unicorn, and he served there as chief credit officer and UK GM. We'd be here all day listing all of John's accomplishments, but John, thank you for joining the SCORE podcast. Thank you, Jeff. Really appreciate you having me and excited to kind of dive into the DeFi space here. So John, to what extent are people and companies actually applying for and getting loans approved in the crypto market and the blockchain right now? You know, a lot of folks from more traditional fintech backgrounds, like myself, might actually be pretty surprised at how far the DeFi space has evolved within the past year. If you think about kind of DeFi as a segment, it really didn't exist three years ago. And about two and a half years ago, it really started at zero and then it grew to 10 billion and then 100 billion. And most recently, before the most recent downturn, it was at close to $300 billion of total value kind of in the ecosystem. And what's interesting is you're starting to see quite a vibrant product ecosystem develop on, on just DeFi by itself. And you're starting to see the beginnings of a foundation for you know, much more sophisticated products, even products for consumers. And to answer your question more directly, people and companies are already borrowing and lending in crypto every day to the tune of billions of dollars per month. And that's happening on both off-chain crypto lenders as well as directly on blockchain DeFi lenders. Now, today, most of these loans are really collateralized against a consumer's crypto assets. But you're already starting to see innovation towards less collateralized products, towards more innovative product types. And I think we're going to see that continue to grow as DeFi and blockchain continues to expand. How does it work, really? You know, and maybe sort of make the comparison to how somebody might apply for a loan off chain. And then to the casual observer, and it looks like you're pledging almost double, sometimes triple the amount you're borrowing. So is that kind of the case? And you mentioned maybe that's going to be changing. What are your thoughts around that? Over collateralized lending, it's not super interesting from kind of a product perspective. It's really more geared towards liquidity for traders or crypto investors. But there's starting to be now the foundational building blocks that's necessary for more advanced product types. And how it works today is essentially you as a consumer or institution can very easily borrow against your existing crypto holding. Now, there's a couple of different places you can borrow from. The first is your off-chain lenders, and it could be a bank 
bank like Anchorage, it could be a kind of a non-bank lender, it could be, you know, someone like BlockFi, and you would be able to stake a portfolio of assets in order to borrow from these lenders, very much similar to how you would borrow from kind of a traditional lender. The second type of lender is what we call DeFi lenders, which are essentially marketplaces that's governed by a smart contract application where all of the rules and clearing prices and algorithms for those are built into the actual smart contract code itself. And you're able to either exchange one type of asset for another or stake one asset type in order to borrow another. Now, from a how does it compare against existing products? The user experience can be quite different for a DeFi lender on blockchain, and you're able to potentially stake Ethereum and borrow USDC in the space of about 15 seconds. And I think that's the kind of experience that certainly a lot of off-chain lenders are even aspiring to. A lender typically, traditionally, wants to know their borrower. In fact, know your borrower is, is baked into some of the regulations. And earlier this year, Spring Labs announced it will let consumers give blockchain companies access to their personal credit data, including their Vantage score through Spring Labs. And correct me if I don't say this right, KY0X Digital Passport. So why would a consumer do that? I mean, I think when we think about crypto, some of the advantages are that, you know, you don't necessarily have to provide your personal information. So what's the advantage there? What's the thinking there? So really, as we think about it, identity and trust is really going to be the next big hurdle to new product types in the DeFi space for a couple of different reasons. I think number one, obviously, is legal, regulatory, governmental compliance. I think the second part of it really around trust is the reason that existing products tend to be over collateralized on the DeFi space is there really isn't a system for reputation over time, which is really the underpinnings, if you think about it, of a credit system. And the reason we can have things like uncollateralized, unsecured loans in the off-chain world is because we have that system of reputation and trust through data points like Vantage Score, through the credit bureaus, through a number of kind of non-bureau off-chain data sources and networks of both formal and kind of informal trust. So long-winded way of saying, I think consumers are going to want to participate in products like this because it gives them more access to financial services tools on DeFi. The next generation of unsecured or under-collateralized lenders are probably going to require a tool like KY0X in order to kind of gate from both a onboarding compliance as well as trust and reputation perspective. And I think the near evolutions of the existing secured types of products will gradually lean towards that as well as they're able to offer better terms and better rates potentially to folks that have less perceived risk. Yeah, you got to imagine those types of tools need to be in place for unsecured lending to go anywhere and, and even secured lending to get done at a larger scale than it already is. John, this was incredibly fascinating, and I can't wait to have you back. One of the things I want to talk about next time is how you guys name all these tools. Um, but I really appreciate you joining us and looking forward to having another discussion. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on, Jeff. And I look forward to uh, discussing this further. So there you have it. Crypto and DeFi lending isn't on its way. It's already here. Right now, the lending is done with lots of collateral pledged, but with tools that help mitigate risk and understand who your customer actually is, perhaps scaled up unsecured lending is right around the corner. I'm Jeff Richardson. Thanks for listening to The Score Podcast, and I look forward to our next discussion.
The views and opinions expressed in this episode do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of VantageCore Solutions. Visit VantageCore.com to learn more. Oh, 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 oh,